0: ...try to settle in places they can't reach very easily. They have all sorts of gateways to earth in the old world, but in the new world they need oak, ash, and thorn to make the journey, and those trees don't grow together too often in Arizona. I have found a couple of likely places, like the White Mountains near the border with New Mexico and a riparian area near Tucson, but those are both over a hundred miles away from my well-paved neighborhood near the University in Tempe. I figured the chances of the Fey entering the world there and then crossing a treeless desert to look for a rogue druid were extremely small. So when I found this place in the late 90s, I decided to stay until the locals grew suspicious. It was a great decision for more than a decade. I set up a new identity, leased some shop space, hung out a sign that said Third Eye Books and Herbs, an allusion to Vedic and Buddhist beliefs because I thought a Celtic name would bring up a red flag to those searching for me and bought a small house within easy biking distance. I sold crystals and tarot cards to college kids who wanted to shock their Protestant parents, scores of ridiculous tomes with spells in them for lovey-dovey Wiccans, and some herbal remedies for people looking to make an end run around the doctor's office. I even stocked extensive works on druid magic, all of them based on Victorian revivals, all of them utter rubbish, and all vastly entertaining to me whenever I sold any of them. Maybe once a month I had a serious, magical customer looking for a genuine grimoire, stuff you don't mess with or even know about until you're fairly accomplished. I did much more of my rare book business via the Internet, another vast improvement of modern times. But when I set up my identity and my place of business, I did not realize how easy it would be for someone else to find me by doing a public records search on the Internet. The idea that any of the old ones would even try it never occurred to me, I thought they'd try to scry me or use other methods of divination, but never the Internet. So I was not as careful in choosing my name as I should have been. I should have called myself John Smith or something utterly sad and plain like that, but my pride would not let me wear a Christian name. So I used O'Sullivan, the anglicized version of my real surname, and for everyday usage I employed the decidedly Greek name of Atticus. A supposedly twenty-one-year-old O'Sullivan, who owned an occult bookstore and sold extremely rare books he had no business knowing about, was enough information for the Fae to find me, though. On a Friday, three weeks before sewing, they jumped me in front of my shop when I walked outside to take a lunch break. A sword swished below my knees without so much as a have at thee, and the arm swinging it pulled its owner off balance when I jumped over it. I crunched a quick left elbow into his face as he tried to recover and that was one fairy down, four to go. Thank the gods below for paranoia. I classified it as a survival skill rather than a neurotic condition. It was a keen knife's edge, sharpened for centuries against the grindstone of people who want to kill me. It was what made me wear an amulet of cold iron around my neck and cloak my shop not only with iron bars, but also with magical wards designed to keep out the fae and other undesirables. It was what made me train in unarmed combat and test my speed against vampires, and what had saved me countless times from thugs like these. Perhaps thug is too heavy a word for them. It connotes an abundance of muscle tissue and a profound want of intellect. These lads didn't look as if they had ever hit the gym or heard of anabolic steroids. They were lean, ropey types who had chosen to disguise themselves as cross-country runners, bare-chested and wearing nothing but maroon shorts and expensive running shoes. To any passerby it would look as if they were trying to beat me up with brooms, but that was just a glamour they had cast on their weapons. The pointy parts were in the twigs, so if I was unable to see through their illusions, I would have been fatally surprised when the nice broom stabbed my vitals. Since I could see through fairy glamours, I noticed that two of my remaining four assailants carried spears, and one of them was circling around to my right. Underneath their human guises they looked like the typical fairy. That is, no wings, scantily clad, and kind of man-pretty, like Orlando Bloom's Legolas, the sort of people you see in salon product advertisements. The ones with spears stabbed at me simultaneously from the sides, but I slapped the tips away with either wrist so that they thrust past me to the front and back. Then I lunged inside the guard of the one to the right and clothes-lined him with a forearm to his throat. Tough to breathe through a crushed windpipe. Two down now but they were quick and deft, and their dark eyes held no gleam of mercy. I had left my back open to attack by lunging to the right, so I spun and raised my left forearm high to block the blow I knew was coming. Sure enough, there was a sword about to arc down into my skull.